else now. All of you relax. This is a matter of inconvenient timing. That's all. Police action was inevitable. And as it happens, necessary. So let them fumble about outside and stay calm. This is simply the beginning. Welcome to the 2018 Christmas episode of Retrovaniacs. This year we finally have done it. We're going to cover the best Christmas game of all time based on one of the finest Christmas movies of all time, uh, the Die Hard Trilogy for the Sony PlayStation. But before we dive into the holiday festivities, Billy, welcome back. What have you been Thank doing you. since our last episode? Well, uh, not a lot. In full disclosure, I missed last episode due to a, a severe concussion. So uh, part of my uh, part of the doctor's orders were no staring at, at bright screens for for a prolonged stretches of time. So I uh, just just begun recently braving that again uh, with with slightly decent results. Um, but I've been playing a lot of what we're getting ready to review. But other than that, before my mishap, I was playing uh, from the night of release on a ton. Of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, which is a series that I am extraordinarily excited for a new entry in every time, even though my skill level never seems to improve at all. Um, I think I'm good amongst my group of, of local friends, just because they are all extraordinarily poor at it. Um, but I, I quickly find that when I get online, I just I, I don't hold a candle to most people. Uh, but I I do enjoy the the very beginning when you first start playing and you're unlocking characters at random and i i love that experience of it and this one fortunately put in uh, it put in a single player mode uh with, with kind of a light story to it um and, and i've been enjoying that too and it's just it's another one of those games you can sit down with and you can play for hours or you can play for 10 minutes and, and feel like you you fulfilled something in that stretch of time i did and I don't have it open yet because it's not mm-hmm. necessarily for me. But I did finally get a Switch. Hey, now. I'm giving it to the kids for Christmas. I do Ooh. have Smash Brothers in the pile of games I will buy. Because that's something I'll play with them. Where I'm the king of Smash Brothers playing it against a 5 and 7 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously against other people online I'm going to get ruined. Uh, but yes. that's okay. I did get some other games. Mario Odyssey things. Uh, it'll be great to talk about uh, after, you know, 8 months after everyone else played it. That's how I operate. Uh, but. I've also been playing, uh, you know, after the last uh, two episodes ago, we did Metal Gear Solid. I said I got into Metal Gear Solid 2 and finished it, and I did finish 3. Uh, my opinion of Metal Gear Solid 3 changed while I was playing it, too, that it was great. Um, I, I figured out what I didn't like about it, though, over Metal Gear Solid 2. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. think that one's maybe the one of the weaker entries in the series, uh, 2, and that 3 is the best. And, and I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it. It's the lack of key cards. 
I think my, my <laughs> love of Metal Gear is entirely based on numbered key cards. And 3 didn't have any of that. Uh, so once I got past that, once I could get my head away from that I don't have numbered key cards, uh, it was definitely good. The boss battles were all very interesting. Uh, and I really liked the story. I really was, was enjoying where it was going. I've heard 4 goes completely nuts. Uh, and also it's a... a um, a PS3 exclusive, which is one of the few systems I don't have on hand, so Ooh. I will not be playing that anytime soon. Uh, so because I was, I was like, I really want to play something else. I don't know what else I need to do, and uh, I don't have a lot of time to play on the television itself because uh, I hide in my room a lot and play on the Vita. So I started, I've started Vagrant Story for probably the the. The, the hundredth time, uh, every time I play it, I get about two to three hours in, get overwhelmed, and turn it off for months at a time. Then turn it back on, realize I don't know how to play this game, and start from the beginning again. Uh, I've gotten much farther than I've ever gotten, which is still not far. I think I'm at like 18% through the story based on my save. Uh, but that's a great game. That's one I kept thinking we would do on the podcast. I'm very glad I never forced that to go through. <laughs> it's a long game and, and one I don't necessarily understand still but uh but i'm having a good time with it uh jeremy what have you been playing since our last episode basically the exact same thing i've been playing for the last three or four podcasts which is just uh red dead and call of duty uh black ops 4 uh i think i'm towards the end of uh red dead everything is coming to an end possibly the most depressing end of all time but it's it's getting there and uh i i i feel like i'm just kind of uh making my marching my way toward towards doom with that game uh not to spoil anything but man you, you, if you played re- the original red dead you kind of know how it's going to end really i mean because this is a prequel so you know things aren't on the up and up when that game begins but man you just <laughs> the things that happen in that game are just some of the most depressing you'll ever find in a video game if you're looking for a uh, a pick-me-up game that's going to make you feel good about yourself, maybe don't play Red Dead uh, 2, or Red Dead Redemption 2 all the way through, because it is just a... God, you just kind of have to sit down and think about your life for a while after after you get done playing every few missions or or so towards the end of that game. Uh, But besides that, I I continue to scream at the TV in anger at Black Ops 4. Mm -hmm. Um, Still love that game. They released a new character for it uh, last week, I believe. Zero, uh, completely overpowered, uh, mm-hmm. ruins the entire game as just nice. about all, all of these new game, new new characters do when they add them into these these multiplayer games. Yeah. Uh, she is completely overpowered, and so uh, <laughs> hopefully soon uh, Treyarch can maybe balance that a little bit. I'm not going to go into it because literally no one wants to hear about it. But uh, will, will you be joining me? For for the annual uh, Christmas Day Call of Duty, when uh when all the little kids get their copy of it finally, yeah, and, those, and, and are ripe for the slaughter online. Yeah, that's those like the best times to play a Call of Duty game are like when it first comes out, um, and then around Thanksgiving, Black mm-hmm. Friday, because everyone has went out and like there's usually sales and they get it, so there's a, a fresh new batch of players <laughs> coming in that you can just completely murder. And then around Christmas and New Year's, because it's just a lot of people going out and mm-hmm. spending, getting it for Christmas and spending their Christmas money. So yes, those are the best times to 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 play Call of Duty. And then after that, generally is when I can tell how much I like a Call of Duty game is how long I play it after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if I can play it more than a month or two after that, and not just want to just smash the controller through the window or something, it's uh, it's usually pretty uh, up there as far as like top Call of Duty. So far, I'm really enjoying this one a lot. I still continue to enjoy it. Enjoy it. So um, yeah, I mean. 
I, I promise I won't talk about this anymore. I hope I'm going to maybe play something else by the next podcast. Well, we'll have time because, as you just mentioned, that was a great game. Uh, Call of Duty is a great game to play on Christmas, and maybe you'll get some new things for Christmas. But also, this is a Christmas title. That's a terrible segue to talk about Die Hard Trilogy for the Sony PlayStation. This one on paper seems like you can't miss. Uh, they are taking elements from the, the the first movie, the second, and the third, which which I think were the only three decent diehard films of of all of them they cranked out, and and putting it all into one game. And, and I was very excited. I actually picked up a physical copy of this uh, earlier this year. I got the uh, the. I have those boxes. I don't know if everyone does or is this, this is just me. And you have those boxes in the closet. that have been packed up for so long. You don't know what's in them anymore. I, I decided to, to open up one of, and there sits my, uh, my old PlayStation, the, the PS one and a collection of games for it. And I got on one of those brief collecting kit, uh, kicks you get on every now and then when you, when you hook up one of the old systems. And, and I tried to think about all the games that I had played but didn't own that I wanted to add to the collection and all the games I didn't get a chance to play that I wanted to try to track down. Um, and I actually met someone in the sketchiest part of the city I live in, uh, down here in, in, in backwoods, North Carolina. Uh, it was off a dirt road beyond a trailer park, uh, in a dilapidated trailer. And uh, I, I met someone who obviously was probably going to use the money i gave them for these games to to fund a drug habit uh and they had a lot that they they sold me and it, nothing in the case just handed me a bunch of a bunch of cds right there and amongst them i went for alien uh the, the, that alien trilogy game uh and i had that and i was going through all of them and there were some decent titles some repeats and there it was there was a diehard trilogy uh, another game on my list that i i could not find but this person happened to have um i would thank them but i they're probably dead it's been a year and they didn't look good at the time so but yeah i popped this one in and played it and kind of put it back because i figured we were going to try to strike around christmas time and review it again you're lucky it happened this year uh, the way I, I got my copy of the game because i actually have a physical copy is just as a sordid tale uh, i got it on ebay for six dollars, so I, I was very glad mm. to grab it. Uh, it was one of those, when we were going to cover it. I, I just every time I saw a copy for less than five dollars, I just put a bit on it, and eventually mm -hmm. one went through, and it works just fine. I was able to play it, so I've been able to play this directly on uh, on my PS2. Mm -hmm. My PS1 died years ago, uh, and and you know I remember this. This was a game that uh, we sold a lot of at uh, EB when I worked there. EB Games. Uh, it was a game that I never thought of as a necessarily it was a great game i had tried it but it was one of those games that we sold a lot of to the same kind of of general i mean i don't want to say casual because that comes across as be one me being a prick uh, but two just kind of a negative term but i mean just just people that weren't coming in to play final fantasy 7 or play 
you know, oh, I want to get tactics over. But but the people who would just come in and buy, you know, loaded, mindless action games that I enjoyed most of were huge fans of this game. And I never quite it, it never quite grabbed me, but I never spent too much time on it. Uh, all I could remember was that it was, you know, it was based on the three games. It was three different gameplay styles, and there were a, a ton of audio clips in the game the whole time through. That's all I could remember till now. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and honestly, I, even after playing it, I'm, I don't believe there's one Christmassy item in the actual game itself, but I do not care because it is based on a Christmas property, Die Hard Trilogy. Have you played this before at all, Jeremy? Yeah, I actually rented this back in the day, and I thought it was great. I mean, I was—I mean, I don't think it's like one of the most amazing games ever, but like when this came out, this got really, really good reviews in just about every magazine that you, it was in, and it, it was featured very prominently. It was a—it was a really big deal that it was three different styles of games. You know, it's like a third-person shooter, it's a light gun game, and a driving game, and to have all of those in one game back then was was a pretty big deal and people were kind of just flabbergasted by the ideas like this is impossible you can't put three games into one that's just in- insane but this game actually does it and so when i saw it at the video store i immediately grabbed it and was just as flabbergasted i was like wow how could they do this this is this is beyond science nothing has ever been this this <laughs> It's amazing in a video game before, uh, but like a lot of these uh, PlayStation games that were introducing a lot of this stuff back in the day, playing it now, I mean, you can maybe see that there was a lot more excitement for for what no one had really been able to do back then as a now playing it these days because it is it's one of those PlayStation games that we talk about a lot that maybe maybe didn't hold up as well as what we thought it did over the years. Yeah, I think hands down PlayStation, Saturn, the first 3D era of games are are the poorest aging games. I mean, there's obviously some games that aged well and there are some classics that even if they're ugly, they still play really well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'll put up with it. We you know, we did Jumping Flash. I don't want to say it played really well uh, or even necessarily held up, but it's still just as interesting and worth playing as it was when it was new. Uh, I mean, this, this, I, I mean, from the moment I turned it on for this playthrough, I was like, this game is hideous. This game is ugly. <laughs> it's super blocky. Uh, it, it has a lot of things that like pop in, uh, in the, the, the some of the games, I, I mean, that we'll get into the specific games, but, but the second game for me is borderline unplayable. And <laughs> And I don't know how at the time that that one was the one. I mean, that was the game I remember. Everyone's like, "Oh, but the, the second game, Die Hard, uh, you know, Die Hard Two is uh, Die Harder. It's the best part of the series. It's such a good game." And I, and I remember when I even played it when it was new. I, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that one's the best of the three. Uh, my my opinions this time are drastically different on which of these games is fun or or less fun or super fun. Uh, but we'll get into all those one at a time. Um, this game came out in 1996. Like Jeremy said, it was uh, or I'm sorry. Like Billy said, it, it has three different games based on the first three Die Hard movies. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance had just come out, I think, a year before. Uh, so it was still a, a new property. It was still a game people would want to play. And, yeah, I remember when it came out, it was it was a huge deal. People were all excited about it. I mean, they, they've re-released it. The copy I have is a, a PlayStation Classic version, whatever the uh, the green label on the side is. And, it, and it's that means it sold a bunch. They sold a lot of these games. It went down to $20, and they're still putting them out. 
they they came up with a, a sequel later that has nothing at all to do with the Die Hard movies, except that it it kind of is a sequel to this game, which is bizarre. Uh, but <laughs> but this this playing it now is not impressive. That's my my immediate my immediate uh, thoughts after playing it the first time was what have we done? Uh, this is this is not a good time. Uh, I, I do have to say my opinions did change as I played a little bit, but the first my first opinion of this was, wow, this is a pile. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess obviously we we want to start with the the I guess we'll go in the the order of the films, uh, just with Die Hard and and like you said, it's it's an interesting premise that each. You know, each part of this has its own uh, distinct style to it. You know, you've got this one, the, the kind of traveling around shooting, you know, the over-the-shoulder thing. Uh, you've got, you know, driving, you got the light gun. But the first Die Hard is kind of a, a stage-based, uh, you're in working your way up the tower. So, I mean, in that, at least it does sort of carry over the, the, the premise of the first film. You know, you're kind of working your way through the tower. Eliminating terrorists, even though there's far more terrorists in this than I think Bruce Willis had to had to contend with, and disarming bomb and doing this ad nauseum. I, I, I have to say, out of the three, this was my least favorite personally. I would argue this doesn't follow the movie plot in any way, shape, or form. This well, follows, you're in a building. Uh, that's, yeah, that's that's as far as you're it goes. in a building and you're shooting. Somebody who and... watched the trailer for the movie without any sound on <laughs> and made a game. That is like, yeah, I can make a game like this. He's in a building. He's shooting people. That can do that. No big problem. There's, there's 20 floors in this game. He has to go from the, the the underground garage level that starts the game all the way up to like the penthouse, and all the levels. They, I mean, they they do look different, kind of, because it's different parts of the of the building, but they're all the exact same mm-hmm. mechanic, which is, I mean, it's not even it's not a detailed shooter. It's not like um. You know, like siphon filter or something, where there's all this this more involved shooting mechanic. It is it's essentially Robotron. Yeah. I mean, you, you've you've got a pistol uh, with unlimited bullets, and you have to run over. You know, guys that are they, the terrorists will mindlessly walk around so you get close enough to them, and then they'll yell things like "He's over here!" and then they run at you, and that mm-hmm. might alert some other ones that are nearby. Uh, y- if you can shoot them before they they do enough damage to you, you'll kill them. And there's a set number of them in the level. Once you kill them all, you the there's a notice on the screen that says, you know, the bomb has been armed. You have 30 seconds to find the bomb, which is always in an elevator. So unless you've mindlessly not paid any attention whatsoever, because the levels are not big, you know exactly mm-hmm. where to go to find the bomb. Uh, there, there are a few other things that are actually very close to Robotron. There are hostages you can save, uh, and there are weapons you'll pick up that give you a short-term boost to your to your weapon, like a, a rocket, uh, not a rocket launcher, although that might be in there later, but... Um, I think I got machine guns and a shotgun, and mm-hmm. all those make your your you know regular shots more powerful. But it is a you fire directly in front of you. There's no aiming where you're not standing or you know not not facing. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to me that basically you can't just stay out in the open and shoot guys like Robotron because everyone shoots you just as fast as they can see you, and your your life bar goes down very quick. Or it's not even a life bar; yeah. it's a police badge. Uh, but it, but it, you know it breaks up very quickly, so you kind of have to force everybody into a hallway where you can fire after them as soon as they come into the 
into your view, basically. And that was the only way I could effectively get through any of these levels. If you just tried to run at them or mm-hmm. uh, do anything other than, than kind of guide them down a hallway, you're going to lose all three of your lives before the second level. Yeah. And uh, but, but, I mean, I didn't even think about the Robotron comparison until right now while I was rambling, but that's, that's an exact... <laughs> an exact comparison you, to the you, gameplay you're, you're you get on, in here. You're on to something with that. Um, but yeah, my apologies to the to the enemies from Metal Gear Solid that I, I insulted the, the minor intelligence they have and they're walking back and forth looking for you. These are just some mindless-ass enemies. They, they exist uh, just only just to pop out, shoot, quote these same two or three lines over and over again. Uh, but uh, this is just to go for metal gear, which was the last game I joined you guys for where there was a, a lot of stealth, a lot of, you know, sneaking up on enemies to this, where I, I don't know how they want you to play this one. Exactly. It's like you said, you can't quite go in running and gunning on this one, but it's awful damn hard to sneak around on this one too. That you, there's a, a fine medium somewhere. They want you to find in, in your gameplay on this. And and I was just not good at it. I, I did not make it all the way through this. Another trouble I had was, besides the general area you're in, nothing else exists. Uh, it, it does an awful job of like the distance you can see. I, I just found that the surroundings to be incredibly shadowed and just and non-existent, just black until you get closer to them. And you, I was left too limited of a range. It, it is just very, very arcadey. I mean, it mm-hmm. is, all of these games are are just super simple, like something you would find in a, a very basic arcade game. And I mean, that's that's really all you're doing in this game is just uh, killing it, killing it, the amount of enemies that you need to on on each individual level, saving mm-hmm. hostages. I mean, really, about the only bonus uh, for saving hostages is I believe they give you extra lives, um, and, but that's generally about it. And you, you keep referencing Robotron. I mean, yes, it is like Robotron, mm. but if you were like controlling an aircraft carrier and you had to <laughs> end of it, you know, he is, this is not a, a very, <laughs> it, it's, he's not very good at moving well and, and doing what you need him to do half the time. Uh, this is a he's very, got, he's got glass in his feet. He does, you know, I'll give him that much. But it is it is one of those very very early 3D plat or 3D action games, the shooters or whatever, uh, where nothing is locking on automatically. You don't have a lock on button. You're literally just kind of like everywhere you want to shoot, you have to turn him and and hope for the best because every bullet you shoot is going to come come out straight in front of you and is going to go straight straight. That's it. You know, there's no. No little uh, video game magic of bullets kind of hitting people that maybe you're just kind of off to the left or off to the right or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, for its time, I- I'm trying to stay positive about this because I, I had so much fun with it as a kid. But uh, I- it's just one of those things that you have to play. And-, and at the time, it was just a it was a fun little thing. You know, it didn't exist at the time. But playing it now, it is it is not it is not very fun to play these these little third person shooter levels. No, and they, and then you know, like Billy just said that they don't really do a good job of of letting you see far enough out to make the levels coherent. You have a little map, 
at the bottom that will show you, you know, the general area around you. But there's parts where there are doors that don't actually open. They're just there for visit, you know, just to look like doors. So the building looks a little interesting, but they actually connect to a room you need to go to. So that for whatever mm -hmm. reason, that door doesn't open. It's not like it has a lock sound or, and, you know, gives you any kind of notification. It's just, it just doesn't open. And, and there are parts where you'll be, you'll see the enemies on the map well before you actually see them. And they'll just kind of appear or kind of fade in really quickly. And at that point, they're already shooting at you. So like I mm -hmm. said before, you end up, you know, the only effective way I could play this at all was to, to kind of run around, find a couple of them, try to know where uh, uh, an exit, like a two-way exit of a set of hallways with a couple doors in it, and just kind of mm -hmm. force them to run in a hallway so that I could shoot at them as soon as they came in the doorway. Um, what I did like, uh, the, the UI on this game is terrible. The, the interface at the top that to show you anything, I mean, score is the only thing that's obvious. Everything else up there is, I mean, there's a picture of a grenade, so I guess that's how many grenades you have. Everything else, I don't know if it's how many shots are left from my gun, how many guys are left, uh, how many, how many guys, how many, any countdown on the weapons I have. None of it makes any sense. It's just, it's just this hideous, like, it reminded me of, of like bad Doom mods, where it's just a bunch mm. of garbage at the top of the screen. You're like, yeah, I guess I'll figure out what that means later. It didn't really matter, because you have unlimited bullets for your basic gun, and that's all you necessarily needed to get through, at least as, as far as I got through the game. I did, uh, I did not finish this at all. It is, it is way too long, repetitive, and tedious to have spent that much time on. Uh, I, I would say of the three games, uh, well, we'll rank the three games at the end. Let's, let's go with that, because... Uh, it's spoilers. Uh, I don't know if these are going to be top <laughs> top twenty PlayStation <laughs> games for any of us here, but uh, but yeah. So the, the my big complaint with the first game is not as much that it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't good, but you know, as a set of games where this is one of three games, it's fine. I, I like mm -hmm. Robotron. I, I was actually okay with this game generally, but it's that this aside from not following the movie, that movie lends itself to be like this weird Metal Gear Solidy stealth game mm -hmm. and that's not this at all this is just as dumb of an action game that you could ever have i mean that that's not really what Die Hard was he didn't run into the building with a gun to save everybody i mean he he ran in the building and had to find a way to sneak around and and get by everybody and not just get killed immediately so yeah. they, they missed an opportunity to make i think a far more interesting game but i'm probably expecting too much uh, and i should stop worrying about what the game doesn't do uh that it, you know the, the game itself if you wanted to play a mindless action game, there are definitely better ones on PlayStation. But as a as a one of three games, it, it's not complete garbage. Mm. No, and, and it's not. Uh, it's not like uh, I, this is not something I'm going to to revisit. It's not something I feel like I need to finish. Uh, but I, I don't feel like it's something I wasted my time on. I, like I said earlier, my complaint with it is I, I just don't have a feel for how. They want you to play this because, yeah, it would have lended itself uh, to have uh, a more of a stealth element. Um, and, and, yeah, it was just confusion on my part because you can't go in guns blazing, but you can't really sneak around that well either. So I, I just don't know how they want you to play through this thing. And I just I found myself more frustrated than anything. And this is one of those things that I did YouTube the remainder of it. And no, I mean, it never there's never any big change in the gameplay 
Uh, there, there are no big twists along the way, and and all of a sudden you're, you're in a, a completely new environment or anything of that nature. It's just progressing up this building, and and I think you get a nice, well done screen at the end. You do. You get a well done screen, which is what you like after you spent hours and hours and hours playing through the same levels, over <laughs> and over again, fighting a boss that's the same looking as every other enemy, but with the board boss over their head. That's what mm-hmm. I like in bosses. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, Jeremy, unless you had something else you really had to add about the first Die Hard, I'd like to dive right into Die Hard 2, <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I can't can't compete with that segue. But, you know, that I, I, really about the only thing I can say to defend it is, like, this was... It, it, there were two other games on this. You know, it was ver- the whole gimmick That's of right. this 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 game was there were three right. separate games, so and you get you get three strikes. You do, and you but you know when you're playing it, you can be like, all right, I can forgive this because I've got two other entirely different games that I can play. But the kind of sad thing is, is that this first game is the most fleshed out game, as far as like the things that mm. that are in it and and how long it is. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the thing. So this is kind of the the main, sh- you know, the, the thing that you you come for when you, when you play Die Hard trilogy. This is the big thing in in this game. So uh, I I can't defend it too much. I, I'm trying to just because you know I to, to be the the contrarian in this one because everyone else is just going to shit on it. But I you know it is what it is for the time. It ain't great. <laughs> it really ain't great. <laughs> Well, the, you know, like I said, the, everybody, when this was new, was saying that the second game, the Die Hard 2, Die Harder, is the best of the three. Uh, mm-hmm. All three games are very different in, in play style. That, that first one was a kind of a, a poorly made 3D action shooter in an open, uh, like an open room, right? Where this is a light, a light gun shooter uh, that you cannot use a gun for on the PlayStation version. And that means you have to use the cursor, which means 30 seconds in, I already knew I hated it. I hate mm. light gun games with a cursor. Ever since I got the yes. original Operation Wolf on Nintendo and you couldn't use the light gun, I have, I've had a thing where I just absolutely cannot stand this kind of game. Yeah, uh, well, in, in its defense, I think we just didn't have the proper hardware. I think you could actually hook the PlayStation mouse up for this one, if I'm not mistaken. There, there's no one. That ever hooked up the PlayStation. <laughs> I refuse. But to they wait. could. Well, they th- could. this was also out on Saturn, and on Saturn it did use the light gun. Yeah. So I mean, th- this was designed I mean, with the yeah, idea of using I, a light gun. This did not like use you. a light gun. I, we've gone through this before. I think all, dating all the way back to General Chaos. Anytime there is a console game, and I have to use the D-pad to move a cursor around, I'm probably not going to have too good of a time. Uh, but. I mean, this is just, it's, it's, it's kind of like how the first one was a, you know, a 3d type, you know, gunning action game, but just kind of lifeless, especially with, with this film franchise. I, it's just, it's, I feel like the franchise is wasted again. Cause this, it, there's just not much personality to this with a main character that is chock full of it. Um, but, but 
I will give points to the fact that apparently you can just destroy things at will. And I don't think there's even penalties for shooting civilians. And in fact, I think the highlight of this whole thing is when you shoot a civilian and John McClane will say, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did laugh at that. Well, I think the only negative is points. I think, because again, if you can get a lot of points, you get extra lives. Yeah. And that's so, you know, yeah. the idea is not to kill a bunch of innocent people. But yes, I mindlessly shot through everything. I couldn't tell who I wasn't or wasn't supposed to kill. I mean, it, it was. It's it is an ugly ugly game now especially and and it was uh, again I, even with a light gun I probably would have still hated this game the PlayStation had many great light gun games uh, mm-hmm. this even with a light gun would not have been even in top ten by any means mm. uh, I did not enjoy this uh, I did not play it super long it does have the standard you know there are things you can shoot to get new uh, new guns yeah. that shoot faster or do more damage and and a lot of points and health power-ups that you get. I mean, it seemed to have a lot to offer, but I just, I can't get past one, that it's a D-pad shooter game, but two, it was just, it, maybe it was just the, the colors as well, but it just seemed like someone was constantly throwing up on the screen and I was shooting at it. Mm. It, it. It's very dull. It's a very dull game. And, and I find that sometimes those rail shooters, that that's how it is. I, I just find them to move just a little too slow. And, and it's compounded by the fact there are some parts on this I encounter where there's not even any background music. I, it is just, it's the sound of you shooting. And, and then you realize just how infrequent or some, how long you have to wait for enemies to pop up sometimes. Uh, a good solid 15 seconds every now, especially like at the beginning of a level. I, I found some time passed before someone popped up, um, but not not to shit on it completely. But it is one of the good things I can say. It's one of the first, or maybe one of the earliest. I mean, I've, I've played others before just because I haven't played this one until recently. But this is probably one of the earliest ones that had environments that you can destroy a large amount of that environment uh everything from from windows to the the ceiling you can damage to to pretty much anything you see you can shoot and it it will react accordingly so i I have to give it a a small tip of the hat for that uh maybe because uh i I didn't own a saturn and i really wanted virtual cop Mm. and i saw this and i was like well this is my chance to play Virtual Cop yeah. on the, the, the PlayStation. Not quite. And it's trying, it's obvious when you play this, it is trying very, very, very hard to, to be a clone of Virtual Cop. Oh, it is no virtual. It's not it, even a, it's not even a lethal enforcer. Well, it, it, this is the poorest, this is the poor man's Virtual Cop. Uh, as, as poor as you can get, this is the homeless guy passed out <laughs> in front of the liquor store version of, of Virtual Cop. I mean, it, it goes as far as like, you know, you've even got the little call outs, like the icons on the screen to be like enemy, enemy and things like that. Uh, it, it is very much just, trying so hard to be that and to a certain degree again if you take a look at this entire game as a whole as fitting three entirely different games into this this one game it's it's bad but it was still whenever you played it back then it was pretty impressive to be like all right shit there's a there's a full featured light gun Mm -hmm. game in here that i have to play with my controller but it's a full featured light gun game inside this this whole thing and I, I, uh, I I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. You were a sucker. For, you were a sucker for gimmicks when you were a kid. I, I mean, it was just, it was a big deal. I, I can't. It was. I, 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 I also would have been thoroughly impressed. I, I 
would have bit at the uh, the three games in one thing. It was it was just one of those things. It's like you know when you go to the video store and you rent a game and like you're, it's one game and you're just like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna like this or not because it's it's just got one game in it. Especially back on the PlayStation because everything you never knew what was going mm-hmm. to be complete trash. It was a complete mm-hmm. toss up in the air. But with this one, you get three games. I uh, I keep hammering home on this, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you keep, it's just like I I got this like it's like gun games pretty bad. But I got a driving game that's next. That's right. I can but play this that. Is, uh, this, this is two strikes. Yeah, well, we'll go. With, I mean, it's it's. I, I think it would actually be a pretty fun light gun game if you played it on the Saturn. All like seven or eight of you that that ever played it on the Saturn with mm-hmm. a, an actual light gun. I think it would be a decently serviceable the, light gun game. The light gun makes all the difference. Uh, these games just fail automatically. I, I think I'm just uh. I, I don't give them a chance. I don't think as soon as I see I'm having to move that cursor, you just can't, you can't get the same responsiveness moving the D pad around as you can just pointing a gun. I, you're not going to do it as quickly. It's not going to be as responsive. And the, the experience just, uh, I don't get anything out of just moving a cursor around. Um, it's literally just memorization. Like you have to play it that is. game enough to know exactly. Okay. My cursor needs to be here. All right. This guy's going to jump mm-hmm. out from up here. I got to be up here. But until you get that down 100%, it's, you don't know what you're doing. And that cursor just isn't fast enough or accurate enough yes. to, to get to where you need to go and, and to make that mm-hmm. anything close to fun. Yeah, because part of any uh, – one, I mean, the most, one of the most fun things about the, the light gun games or any of the, the shooting games are just the, uh, just the reflex, just the, you know, just the reacting immediately to what you see up on the screen. And, and you can't do that on this. And – yeah, I mean, if I had a light gun in hand, I would probably have a lot better to say about this. But I, I think my old bias towards moving that cursor around with the D-pad is 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 just too much. Well, the third game in this series is, of course, Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third film. Uh, it is not Christmas-related. The movie is not Christmas-related. Uh, not that the, either of the first two games really had any tie to Christmas either, uh, but the movie certainly did. But this game is is a driving game, mm-hmm. question mark. Mm-hmm. It is it's definitely a game where you're in a car, and you're <laughs> definitely moving that car through streets. So I'd say it's driving in the same way that a game like Twisted Metal or mm-hmm. uh, Crazy Taxi would be driving, right? Um, yes. And and the idea is you drive through the city uh, to get to these bombs, and to defuse the bombs, you drive your car into them as hard as you can. Which they is, blow up any damn way. Well, but they blow they up blow in a much <laughs> smaller contained measure that oh, somehow God. doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the, the idea Not is to drive you. through the city and, and stop these bombs before they go off. If you run out of time, uh, they will explode and kill the city uh, and you use one of your lives. Mm-hmm. And then you have to continue on your way, uh, you know, find that bomb again and, and drive into it to defuse it. And eventually you'll, you'll do enough of those to go to the next level uh, where it, it happens in different areas. I was in a city mm-hmm. park at one point. I was in a, like a subway tunnel. Uh, there's lots of places you drive around and hit things with your car to stop bombs. When I first turned this one on, I was immediately underwhelmed because the driving is uh, mechanically 
a giant mess. I mean, it, it it's it's serviceable, but it it handles about as well as uh as the first Twisted Metal did for driving. I think we know what the highlight of this. The highlight of this is fucking budget Samuel L. Jackson voice yes. actor they've thrown in here. Well, it's uh, that I swear it sounded more like Chris Tucker, and I, I don't <laughs> know where he was at in his career at this time. Maybe he would have gone for this. It is definitely not Samuel L. Jackson uh, that they get. But I don't think I don't think they really had Bruce Willis either. I think it's just someone that's sounding like that. Because uh, I don't think that, that's the other thing is there's not a lot like I expected some some more direct movie clips or something in in these games, but no, mm-hmm. there's none. Not one, not even like a scene, not a beginning or an end where it's like Bruce Willis gives you a thumbs up or says yippee ki yay or whatever. <laughs> none of that happens at all. You always get like a great job at the end, then it counts up your points. Uh, this game, uh, like the the first start, I'm driving through the city and I hit I hit a like the the things that hold the bridge up and they just mm-hmm. break off. My car kind of moves a little bit out of the way and I keep going like, what the hell is this? There's no collision detection on much except for the buildings. Uh, I'm going to have to say out of the three games, I think this is when they ran out of time. I think this is clearly the, the third one. It looks like it has been given the least in everything. I, it, it's mess. It's ugly. It doesn't control where the shit, uh, the hit detection is non-existent. Uh, it's, yeah, this is when they ran out of time and they said, hey, uh, we love what you guys are trying to do, putting three games out, but we got to get this thing out there. And and this one just, uh, not that the other two are, are ripe with detail, but this one seems like it may have gotten the, the, the short straw of the three. So this is my favorite game of the three so <laughs> oh boy oh this boy. is not a strike but i this is not a hit either this may be a foul tip then <laughs> this is my i i legit actually liked this game a lot back in the day i'm not gonna defend it at all as far as like how mm-hmm. it plays now but it is very much just like it, it, you're not wrong in saying it controls like twisted metal it is mm-hmm. like you are just driving on ice and the hit detection is all over the place this is this is actually the one I played the most of, and yeah. going back to it now and playing it, I still kind of had the most fun with this one because it's just ridiculous and it's mm. impossible to play. It is based around getting to these these things that have the, the bombs that are around the city. It could be like a vehicle or a place or a street or something like that, or a man. You, There's yes, a man. Or a man. <laughs> if you who who ran into the people and then like the windshield wipers wiped off the blood on the wind that's so cool that's so cool um i mean for like 13 year old me that was like the coolest thing i'd ever seen so i just ran into people a lot but anyway the like getting to these the, the bombs you have to constantly be collecting these uh time like uh, mm-hmm. stopwatches or time extra time to uh to get there otherwise you run out of time and the city explodes. The bomb goes off, even though it goes off whenever you run into them. The contained version of it. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, still, when you run into them, it's a nuclear blast. It's it's literally a nuclear blast on the screen. It was probably one of the more impressive parts of the entire game. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, it's just, there's so, so many ridiculous things about this part of the game. Uh, especially the last boss. Uh, did did anyone actually bother to look at the last boss for this one? I didn't realize this had an end. I thought it just went on forever. 
No, it's actually got this actually goes. I mean, it kind of follows the movie. Mm-hmm. You start off in New York, I believe, in the second part, you're in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the third part, you're actually driving down the tunnel in that big, big uh, truck or whatever the fuck it was. It was, a, was it a garbage truck? Yeah, it's in a the dump movie? truck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end, you know, at the end of Die Hard 3, you are actually, he's on a boat fighting people, but he's not in a car. You're in a car in this one, and you're fighting the <laughs> chopper. And to fight the chopper, you have to hit the bomb to blow your car into the chopper, to blow the chopper, uh, to hit the chopper, to take power. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This this is something you actually do in the game. This is the only one I'm going to have to go back and revisit. Yes, this three. is actually a thing that you do. It is You have to actually... Uh, propel your car into the chopper several times to, to defeat the chopper. It's stupid. It's one of the d- dumber things I've ever seen in a video game. But it, it, it's just one of those things for this game. I, I played it enough back in the day where I was like, this is amazing. Like, I am throwing this car into a, a helicopter and it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, but yeah, now, I, I didn't bother to get to that point this time, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's, no, I have to agree. It's I actually, a fucking mess. I enjoyed the third game. I enjoyed Die Hard with Vengeance because it is so over the top, dumb. Now, I, I also have to say, I've also said in the past, I really enjoyed the driving side quests in um, Deadly Premonition, which is also a terrible driving engine <laughs> for mm-hmm. no reason thrown into mm-hmm. a game. This, this though, it's not a matter of that. It's, I mean, yes, it controls kind of stiff and and like it's on ice half the time but there's no negative for hitting anybody so you're yeah. i mean you lose points but who cares so you just drive through pedestrians drive into cars i heard police sirens go off so i thought i was in trouble no no they don't do anything um i my biggest the, the thing i laughed at the hardest is one of the items you get is a an ems truck and <laughs> all it does is go in front of you and it's supposed to represent that it has its lights flashing so it moves everyone out of the way, but it just starts plowing through cars in front of me so that I don't have to do it. And I was like, this game is so ridiculously stupid. I cannot hate it. And I, I did enjoy, I mean, it's it's not mechanically good. It's not a mechanically mm-hmm. sound game. The The control is, is sloppy. The concept is, is as dumb as it can get to drive into bombs that are strapped to phone booths and every other dumbass thing in the city so that they don't explode and kill everybody by exploding it and not killing everybody. <laughs> it's genius. It's so stupid. And I, I did enjoy the third game, especially I got, I got through the park and I'm just driving through the park at random. Like if you go on the road, you miss all the power ups and the time things. You just have to drive through the trees and hope you don't drive, drive mm-hmm. into a lake. And it, <laughs> I mean, I was like, this game is the dumbest game. <laughs> it's I, really about the absolute worst thing I can say about it beside it. It's, it's terrible is that it's so dependent on getting that extra time. Like mm-hmm. it is very, very strict. Uh, uh, you know, you think something like crazy taxi right, is bad exactly. about getting, getting that time. You have to get this, the every, every single extra time power up thing that's, that's out there to do, to finish all, pretty much every mission. And I otherwise couldn't... you just, you can't. I couldn't tell how much time I had left. Like, there's a clock, but it, it doesn't count down to a thing. It just counts. And then at a certain point, like, it, the big hand of a clock, like, shows up in the middle of the screen. You're like, should I have, like, five seconds to either get a time or hit this car or whatever it is I'm trying to do? Uh, it it I, I found this. I mean, the UI in all these games is terrible. But this was another one where I was like, yeah, they certainly put a clock here. What the hell does it even mm-hmm. mean? It's not counting down to like a red dot or something I can trace. It's just like, yeah, there's a clock. So obviously time is important. 
it is it is a, a, a sloppy mess of a game, but uh, but yeah. probably the funnest of the three. So it, it it is it is clearly this obviously did well. I mean, like we said, there there was a it became a greatest hits title. Uh, it it did get. I mean, I looked on and again, I I pulled this from Wikipedia. I didn't go back and look at all these other sites, but it got like nineties and eighties when it came out. I mean, high reviews. It was given nineteen ninety six as action game by EGM, action game of the year. I mean, Jesus. these are things where it's like, what what happened in nineteen ninety six? I mean, I I was there. I played these games when they were new. But this would never have been a game where I was like, this is the pinnacle of action gaming. I mean, it's it. yes, it was a cool property, and yes, it was three games in one, but that's about the good, you can say. I mean, it, it it's some mindless fun in parts, uh, and and if nothing else, it's it's it made me laugh. But I, I don't understand how this was ever this popular. I, I, I was there playing games at the time. I was... Old enough to remember them clearly, and this is one I would never have put into a good PlayStation memory. No, I, uh, this one surely. Only thing I can think of is just riding on the coattails of the the, the good name. Well, at the time, the good name of this franchise. I mean, it, it's just the gimmick of the game. I mean, it, three games in one. I, I've mentioned it before. It was a big deal when that came out, and no one's no one had ever really tried that before to this extent. I mean, this is literally three different genres in one game that they they attempted to do. And I, I mean, as much as shit as much shit as we've talked about it, when this came out, this wasn't terrible. I mean, compared to what else was out there back in 1996, mm. we hadn't had a lot of the things that had made these type of genres great. Mm. I mean, obviously, we had something like Virtual Cop, and and that would have that obviously made that that's a better game but as far as like uh third person shooters and and car combat games like this where you're just running around being crazy mm-hmm. um it didn't really exist so yeah. it, it it wasn't easy to to compare and contrast between a lot of these things and being like oh this is so much better oh this other thing oh this this third person shooter is so much better than this it just it hadn't been made yet Mm-hmm. So it, it was really just writing off of the gimmick that it was of being three different styles of, of game in one. And it delivered. It definitely wasn't anything I consider an amazing game. Yeah. But it was. But to speak, uh, to call back to uh, a bunch of casuals or, or whatever, getting this, this was definitely one of those games I would rent on the weekend and be like, I got my money's worth. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't stuck with one game. I was like, oh, I can just go back and forth to these these three different games and... I felt like I got my money's worth. When you don't need a lot of instruction. I guess that's that's another good piece is all three of these games are incredibly simple to just pick up, figure mm. out, and play. I mean, maybe you haven't figured out how to play it properly, but you're not, you know, there's not a whole lot of backstory. There's not a weird set of mechanics you have to learn. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you walk in this direction, you push the button, and he fires. So just yeah. don't get shot. Or, hey, it's a gun game, so you have a reticle, shoot it. You know, shoot whatever's there. Doesn't matter if you're if it's a good guy or a bad guy, you mm-hmm. can shoot it anyway. And then uh, for the driving game, it's literally just like, yeah, there's a there's a, a compass on the top that tells you the direction of a bomb. Go to it. Period. That's yeah. it. There's no you don't have to worry about you know stoplights or policemen or anything else. Just just get there any way you can. Your car has unlimited life, as far as I could tell. It, the only time you died is if you let the bomb go off or drove into a lake. I mean, it it yeah. these are simple games, and, and in fact, mm-hmm. to, to the point where. Even five years after this came out, I w- if this would have been like some freeware PC garbage, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I expected. Like it, it is just really early 3D gaming, 
mm-hmm. three different ty- styles of games that even at the time wouldn't have been the best uh, examples of how to do it right uh, on one disc. So if you had to rank the three games from best to worst, as far as games you you, mm. you would play again to a game you are interested in the least, uh, Jeremy, how do you rank these three? Uh, obviously, I'd go with the the driving as my favorite. Still, mm-hmm. just a lot of dumb fun with that as, as for as how badly it, as it has aged. Uh, I would probably actually go with the uh, the sh- the Die Hard Two shooting as my second favorite because mm-hmm. I did memorize those uh, that game, <laughs> and I, I still remembered a lot of it today. And I, I think as far as uh, light gun games go, I it's not terrible. But controlling that cursor, I can totally see why no one would ever want to do that. Um, but I did actually spend the least amount of time with the original Die Hard. I just, I don't know. I, I think it's probably the more fleshed out game of all out of all of them. It's the longest, but I never actually just really enjoyed playing it just because of how kind of stiff it was. And and uh-huh. even back then, I was like, eh, I'd rather drive around and hit people with this car. Yeah, long doesn't necessarily mean good. In fact, in many ways, it's the opposite. Uh, I would say I'd go with three, uh, then then the first one. Uh, I did enjoy the first game. It is repetitive, and I, I mean, I didn't try to get through all 20 levels. I don't know if I have the patience for that. But it's so close to a like a bad 3D Robotron that I enjoyed that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the and then the last for me is the the light gun game, the second one. I I just. I suck at regular like on games generally, and especially if as soon as you have to use a D-pad for it, I'm out. I mean, I had to do it for Bayou Billy. I'll never do it again. <laughs> hey, 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 now. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to echo uh, Jeremy Gregory's uh, sentiments. I'm gonna have to go three, and uh, I know I shit on that one. Well, we shit on all of them, but but I think three finally just kind of kind of embraced maybe what the other two should have and just went really fucking over the top and and was just a lot of fun it, it doesn't control well it doesn't look good nothing about it in particular is great uh but but you have fun on that one i think i mean i, I laughed a time or two on there uh there's something there whether you're a fan of just bad dialogue or just john mcclain's lack of real regard for civilian life um yeah i I enjoyed that one the most and second i gotta go for the shooter uh just because like i said i i I tipped my hat for the 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 amount of uh, destructible kind of environment and and you didn't not even a lot of shooters nowadays do that that well um and and just the fact that i think if I'd had a, a light gun for that one, I would have had a genuinely good time with it. I, it's not there were better out there, but I think I would have had a lot of fun with it. Uh, moving the cursor along is the only thing uh, that I, that I can really damn it for and, and keep it from being the, the, in the top spot as far as this trilogy goes. And last is just the, you know, the action, the action one. I just, I did not care for that one. I just found it to be, kind of a slog and and it's it's bad for a game where you just run around shooting a ton of guys that you can call it a slog but i still felt like it was i i just uh, it was dark and just it just dismal it, it didn't feel like it really had any personality at all to it nothing that really kind of captured the, the spirit of the films not that 
launching a fucking car into a helicopter does either, but which I think maybe they did in one of the later films. I, but uh, yeah, I, that last one, I, it just didn't click with me. I, I did not enjoy it. And I actually, for that to be the longest one, I spent the least amount of time on that one. So we all have basically the same opinions. The third one is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then depending on your, your opinion of like gun games, you make that second or first. Yes. But but as a whole, uh, I do not believe this has aged well. I think we're all in agreement there. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think there is still some mindless fun to be had uh, with, with parts of this game. Mm-hmm. It, it is just... It, again, PlayStation games don't... Some of them don't age incredibly well, and this one is a great example of that uh, that phenomenon. Yeah, there, I mean, there's no reason... Uh, if you're a fan of driving games, to run out and try the this one. Uh, if you're a fan of, of light gun games, there's no reason, you know, to. There, there's nothing to really send you running or to track down this game, uh, because of this type of gameplay it was improved upon greatly over the years, and there are much better versions of it out there. I'll be, but if you're a collector or maybe even a fan of the series. Uh, especially this first three, and and you want to take part in a game that kind of loosely based on them. Yeah, I mean, it's worth picking up just if you want to try a game on the PlayStation you haven't played before. And and I think like we pretty much said, uh, it's it's three games. Neither of the three are that well done, but in that trilogy, you're going to find probably something you, you at least have a little bit of fun with. So that's our thoughts for finally covering our Christmas choice for 2018, Die Hard Trilogy for the Sony PlayStation and Saturn, although none of us played the Saturn version. Uh, So now next year, I don't know what we're going to do, probably Home Alone or Gremlins or (laughs) just not do anything at Christmas and put on a best of. Oh boy. That's a good option. The more I think about it, (laughs) that could be the way to go. Uh, But for the first game of 2019... We're gonna gonna hit up an NES classic that is not on the NES classic, Battletoads for the regular Nintendo. It's been a long time since I played Battletoads. My memories of it are that it's hard and fuck those rocket levels. So we're very excited to see if I feel the same in 2019. Uh, but because it's the end of 2018, I think it, it it'd be nice to kind of go through the 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 biggest. You know the game we like the most that came out this year, maybe the mm. biggest disappointment we've had, and uh, and and I would also like to know what has been your favorite game to cover uh, on Retrobaniacs for 2018. Well, I mean, it's, it's for my biggest. What a year, though, for for video games. If you are into the modern day, if you're if you're playing, you know, new releases, what a fucking year. I mean, it, it's it's tough to wrap your head around, you know, uh, the games we've had this year. Especially, I mean, the last half of the year, uh, yeah, we played through Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, fucking finishing up the year with them Smash Brothers. There have been a ton of huge releases this year. And, and I, <sighs> there's a thing, every time a Legend of Zelda game comes out, there's kind of a, a non, uh, non-spoken rule that, uh, well, pretty much my game of the year then is just a, a battle for second place. And I figured I was going to do that with Red Dead Redemption 2. Because uh, I love that game. And so I was thinking about what is going to be second. And, and there's a lot of games out there. I love Spider-Man. I'm still playing through it. Still excited for the DLC to come. But then there's that game Celeste. And I have talked about it 
several times on the podcast, and I just love that game. I can't say enough good things about it. And the more I got to thinking about it, I mean, Red Dead is, is a beautiful game. Both are, Celeste and Red Dead Redemption 2. And Red Dead was very moving, and it, it got pretty much every emotion there was out of me. But something about the Celeste hit me on just a, a personal kind of base level. And I, I've really connected with that game. Really enjoyed playing it. Uh, am still playing it. Uh, still trying to collect everything and all the levels. So I've even got some part of the soundtrack on the uh, the, the playlist I play to, uh, to sleep every night. And... Um, I just and and the fact that it's such a small like independent game, and it's I think uh, back on the video game award show that just passed, it was even up for game of the year uh, amongst these fucking giant you know developers and and whatnot. It says a lot, and I got to give it a slight nod. I think that Celeste just slightly beats out Red Dead Redemption Two for me for the for, for my favorite game this year i i can't recommend it enough if you have a switch you're doing yourself a disservice to not own it um and i think it's also out on ps4 now uh so it's, i mean not really any excuse not to try it out um biggest disappointment uh well i am that guy that enjoys fallout 76 so i'm not going to provide that obvious answer um, however, there was a multiplayer game that was hyped up that, uh, at least in Fallout 76, I will say this, you know how to begin the first quest. That was not the case with Sea of Thieves, which is a fucking pile of shit. Perhaps the biggest pile of shit I tried to climb in 2018. Uh, I actually got the Xbox Game Pass just to play this. I was hyped up for this. Uh, several of my friends were also, and, and we were going to get on there. We we're going to run through, do these missions together. And I got on there, and I it, it took me a while just to get off the damn ship. And after that, to find a mission to, to you know join up with other people. And I spent a good couple of hours, and 45 minutes of that was me wading around, swimming through the sea, uh, my ship far off in the background and, and not being able to get back onto it, just firing a fucking musket at another ship, not really doing any damage, just kind of floating out there. I, that was the extent of it. That game is just such a mess. And, and the only good thing to come of it was Xbox Game Pass is a pretty decent service. I kept it around. Sea of Thieves, I did not keep around. And even my my friends that were diehards that tried to, tried to make the best of it, they they were off after uh, several weeks. Um, yeah, that game, it, it had all the potential in the world for me. I love that kind of theme, uh, the setting of it. Uh, it just it was a fast disappointment for me. Uh, so that's definitely my biggest letdown of 2018. Uh, and as far as on here, um, I, I've had some pretty great experiences covering games I hadn't played. Um, and But some of the best were going back and, and playing games that I hadn't played in a long time, like going through Super Metroid. Um, and, and this time really going through it more extensively since uh, since it was for review. Um, you know, reading up on it, watching other people's gameplay of it, and actually discussing it. I, I really enjoyed that. And, of course, we did Link's Awakening this year, and it's always a, a pleasure to play through that one. Um, I was glad I got to play through Bonk's Adventure all the way. Uh, that was the game when I was a kid, and and 
thought about the Turbo Graphic 16 and how much I was missing out on it. That was the game that always kind of kind of hurt the most that I that I never got to play through. Um, but I, I think really the game that we reviewed, I have never played, but really enjoyed. I like that Top Hunter. That there were Top Hunter, Roddy and Kathy. I believe it was a Neo Geo title, I, and it was pretty mindless, but it, it did a lot of interesting things. You know, being able to switch between the foreground and background, very colorful game, and and kind of action packed, and and I really liked that one. So I mean, I had a good time, you know, reviewing some some old classics I was familiar with, and but also playing through a couple those couple that that I never had. Yeah, my favorite games are the ones I'd never played, even if it's a game mm-hmm. that, that may not be the best. I probably enjoyed that two weeks more than playing through something like Super Metroid, which is a great game, and I, I'd mm-hmm. play that, you know, a hundred times, but mm-hmm. I know what I'm expecting. So I always like to find something new and on those those episodes. So the, the game of the year, I kind of have the same overall thought with Red Dead Redemption that you did, Billy. I, I If you would ask me last year what my game of 2018 would be, I would have told you Red Dead Redemption 2 with, without any pause. Like, that was the mm-hmm. game I knew it was going to be, in, and I do like it. I think it's great, but... I would be lying to myself if I didn't say that Monster Hunter World was my game yes. of the year. We're, I, we were prepared to string you up I, I've, if you didn't say that. I've played over 300 hours of a game this year. That it, That's without being able to really put time into a game like I would have played you know, World of Warcraft when I was losing my mind playing that. So th- this has taken over. I've, been, I, I've played it this week. There's a new arch-tempered fight I did again. I, and I'll continue to play. They've announced a... You know that that expansion. I'll play it for another year, but at least next year it won't be the best game of 2019 because it wouldn't have come out in 2019. Uh, biggest disappointment. In order for it to be a disappointment, I have to have expectations. So mm-hmm. there are many bad things that I, I tried or games that I bought that maybe weren't as good as I had, I had thought maybe they could be, but I didn't have a lot of expectation up. I did buy one of these PlayStation Classics that oh. everyone talks about how bad it is, and we warned you. Well, I got it for for seventy five dollars with yeah, a, an yeah. additional twenty five dollars off gift card. So mm-hmm. I got it for fifty bucks, as far as I'm concerned. So even if everything else on this system was uh, turds, uh, you know, fifty dollars for a, a way that I can f- effectively play Super Puzzle Fighter and uh, an Intelligent Cube was worth it to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I did grab it for that, but you know, I wanted to be like, yeah, everyone's just being too picky on this thing. It's not that bad. It's fine, but it really is the biggest letdown of the year i mean they could have done i mean the game selection is is poor but okay uh, but the so it doesn't even come with a usb adapter or a, a usb power supply it assumes you've got with them just laying around your house and yes most of us do we all have power you know cell phones so we should have usb blocks but still that means you've just got to have one near the tv or behind your your power strip or whatever you've got you know everything hooked up to it, it comes with these sad six-foot cables like the Nintendo Classic did. Never complained about that, but no one mentioned that with this system because the rest of it's so bad that controller cables are the least of the concerns. Uh, I will give it credit. The system does look good. The controllers feel good. Uh, I don't care that it doesn't have DualShock. I don't think any of those games use DualShock. Um, <clears throat> I played a few games on it just to see if they played well. Metal Gear seems to play fine. I, uh, I played Rayman, a couple other things, but it's just... It just feels so slapped together after playing the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic and just how much it, it just felt good. It felt like the whole thing, the emulation was done really well. This is just just sad and thrown together. Um, you know, I know it has all those PAL games, but most of those won't affect me because I am not. I didn't buy it to play Tekken 3. Uh, but that, you know, if, if I did, I would probably be very upset about the PAL situation. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's sloppy. 
it's sloppy and it's disappointing. And even though I, I'm still glad I bought it, I have not put much time on it. And I don't really have a lot of drive to it. I just think I like having a tiny version of a system next to the big version of a system. <laughs> I'm a simpleton. So I'm, you know, it, it is a big disappointment. They could have done a lot better. Uh, and, and we'll see. So far, the modding community seems to be doing an okay job finding ways to add games to it. But even that is kind of messy compared mm-hmm. to how easy it is to, to, to do that to the classics. But, you know, I guess that should be really something worth complaining about. Sony doesn't want you to add games to it. So, oh, well. Uh, and my favorite game we've covered this year, uh, even though it's one that I've played many, many times over. I looked at the whole game list. And you're right. We had Super Metroid. We had Link's Awakening. I mean, Metal Gear Solid we just did two weeks ago or two episodes mm-hmm. ago. And that was one that, I mean, got me back into the series that I kind of swore that I lost interest in. We did mm-hmm. a lot of great games. But, man, Punch-Out!, the Punch-Out episode may have been my most fun. I, I don't play Punch-Out nearly enough, and it's one of those games every time I start playing, I'm like, I love this game. I, yeah. I've played these games for my entire life. I've memorized most of it, and then when I get to the later fights that I'm not that good at, I have to relearn how to play them, and I'm, what a great set of games. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with Punch-Out being my favorite uh, favorite oh, Retrovaniacs yeah. of the year. But Jeremy, what was your biggest game in 2018? Uh, biggest letdown, and of course, what you liked the most on Retrovaniacs, other than my, my company? <laughs> I... I... I, I, I can't really put like a, a top three. I mean, I've got a top three, but I'm not going to arrange them in any order. I'm just going to arrange them in the order that I actually played them this year because I think all three of them were, were equal uh, on different types, uh, different ground, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, God of War on PS4. Um, I It's, man, that game is really, really good. And I didn't really talk much about it in this i don't think any of us really talked too much about that game i think i'm really the only one on this podcast that played it mm-hmm. but man that game is so good i there's a quality to that game that is just unmatched i don't think there is any game that has ever been made including red dead redemption 2 that can touch the quality the overall quality uh, of mm-hmm. that game uh, there's just something about just how it the story the characters, the voice acting, the graphics, the sound, everything about that game comes as close to perfect as I have ever seen in a video mm-hmm. game in my entire life. And it was just it, the entire way through. I mean, it, it kind of get it, it takes a minute to get going. That was kind of my biggest complaint with that game. It was one of those games that takes just a bit too long to really get get out and being like, all right, this is the rest of the game now. And that kind of put me off to it at first, but once it got going, I thought it was just, it was an amazing game. It was so much fun to play by far the best God of war game I've ever played. I've never been that big of a fan of the God of war games anyway, but just the story and, and the gameplay and how it plays uh, the overall progression of that game, everything about it, top notch. Uh, it was just stunning. Uh, Forza, Forza horizon four, man, that game is best racing game i played in years i know there's probably not too many people that listen to this podcast and want to hear about a racing game but i played that game for weeks i'm actually still playing it it's just it it, you can't really compare it to to really anything that's out there it's Mm -hmm. just kind of that open world racing game that that everyone has wanted for a very long time and they've done it so well in this version that it's it's if you like racing games you kind of have to play it uh, if you're on Xbox or, or PC or whatever, it's just, it's so good. And obviously, uh, Red Dead too. I mean, that is, um, that's the game I look forward to the entire year and I have not been let down. It is, mm-hmm. 
it is definitely a slower paced game. It is, you know, it kind of does, does a lot of things that a little bit different than, than what you've expected for a lot of, uh, rockstar games as far as just like how, like it's, it's just not as maybe as accessible as a lot of those games are, but it's just so, so good. And it tells such a great story. It's one of those games I sit down to and, I know every single time I sit down to it and play it, I'm going to get an entirely new, interesting story to play through. No matter what I do, whether it's a stupid side quest, a stranger, uh, an actual quest, it's going to be something that's that's that builds these characters and this world. And it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing how much effort they have put into this and, and what they've managed to create. And even though I haven't beat it yet, it's. I don't think it's going to let me down. I, even if it ended like next quest, I'd be like, "This is fucking amazing! Like this is one of the best games ever made." Uh, it, you know, it may not be your style of game. It may not be the kind of game. It's not GTA. It's not anything like that. But man, it is. It is a really great game. Um, disappointments. I, I'm gonna probably be that guy that goes out there and and even though Billy said uh, Sea of Thieves, I agree with him. I don't think Sea of Thieves is, is very good at all, but I didn't have any expectations going to it. into it. I didn't really actually want to play it. Um, but he, he, exactly what he said is is exactly what happened with me. It, it took me like 40 minutes to even figure out how to play that game. And I still didn't actually play it. My ship sank. And I, it was, I was like, all right, I don't want to play this game anymore. Um, but for me, it was Fallout 76. I, I, I didn't expect anything much from that game, and it really it didn't even live up to that. I mean, I have just it, starting it out. It was fine. And I really, I was expecting it to maybe progress and it never did besides just, it was fulfilling, fulfilling to me in the way that I can just go out and explore that mm-hmm. world. And that's great, but there's nothing else. There is literally nothing else in that game besides as far as for me anyway, that's it. That's that's what I do. I go out into these places and I look and find these these weird stories, and that's neat. But it really kind of showed me how much I relied on the the, the storyline mm. and the characters from other Fallout games to kind of accompany that. And and when you give me just that game of being like, all right, here's that game of going out and exploring without anything else, mm. it really kind of exposes. The, the core of that game maybe isn't as fun as I thought it was. And, and that the questing and the storylines and the characters were, were masking a lot of that. So that's kind of, you know, it, it just really kind of sucks to me. I, I, I hope that they, they add a lot to it. I really hope they kind of do a no man's sky and pull that back around to where it's something that I'm, I really want to get back into. Mm-hmm. But uh, as it stands at the moment, you know, there's just a lot wrong with that game. And, I don't know if they could they can really repair the the absolute blueprint of that game that they built off of in into making that fun. Uh, but as far as the the game that I enjoyed most that we played, uh, Star Tropics. I had never played that game before in my entire life. And when we played for that podcast, I don't think it's a you know an amazing game. And there's a lot a lot of about the, that game that I just hate. But it was the one that I I played the most and genuinely enjoyed. 
like doing all the way through besides you know obviously the ones that we played before like symphony of the night and stuff like that but star mm-hmm. tropics was was uh it, as far as like something that i had found today that i never thought i would enjoy that was that was the game for me this year mm. Well, I'm shocked that neither of you picked Silent Debuggers for your game of the year, but that's okay. Uh, you know, we'll see what everyone likes in 2019 when we come back strong uh, from uh, from our holiday break, which actually will still be the same amount of time we normally take in between episodes for uh, Battletoads for the Nintendo. So until then, please, you know, take a look back at the rest of 2018. Look at the other podcasts. See if there's any you missed. Look at our videos. We just put up one up for, what was the name of that game, Jeremy? Days Before Christmas Days. with a Z. There you go. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, but everything else you can find via Retrovania.net, including our amazing question form. Find us some questions. Mm-hmm. You can answer them in 2019. And we will see you next year. 